Hello, gentle listeners, viewers, perhaps. I don't know if you can actually see me across the internet, but that's that's weird and creepy, and you should stop. Um, anyway, uh, thank you for tuning into uh, this latest episode of That Girl with the Curls. This is episode forty-two, which I am titling "DC Access Ramblings." I don't know. It's written in the description. You you clicked on it, so you know. Um, I will not even bother to know what the title is because that's my prerogative, apparently. Uh, but anyway, yeah, this is an episode where myself and uh, my good friend James were just kind of going on about a whole bunch of stuff, but it does kind of stick within the realm of DC Comics and all their media properties. So you'll hear a lot about a lot of things. Um, James gives a very um, involved review of Batman Arkham Knight, which I don't play games, uh, video games at least. Um, reindeer games, interesting enough, very fun to do. Um, but I don't play video games all that much. I'm generally in the realm of watching people play video games. So it's always nice to hear what people think of the Batman games from Rocksteady and just letting me know so that I have some kind of an awareness of it. Uh, the rest of it is a lot of talk about the different television shows going on uh, through the DC uh, Warner Brothers um, partnership, as well as getting into stuff about Batman versus Superman, Court Case of Justice, um, and the trailer that came out at San Diego, um, a lot of San Diego stuff that just, you know, we wanted to talk about. And then we do get into it about the Killing Joke animated movie and uh, just kind of the this ongoing legacy of the Killing Joke that, you know, I get it. There's a lot of people who really like this story, but it's just, it's a rough one, guys. And if you haven't already written, uh, read, sorry, you didn't write it, I wrote it. Uh, if you haven't already read the article that I put up, which is basically a letter to Bruce Tim asking him to basically take Barbara Gordon out of the animated killing joke, just whatever, you know, write her, write her out of it. You know, I, this is where this kind of originated from. Um, I just really, I'm tired of this conversation. I really am. And I know that a lot of people are tired of it too. So, you know, I don't apologize for the things that I say. I don't apologize for my opinion. It's just, it's my opinion. Um, if you like the killing joke for its entirety, I guess good for you, but it's just not my cup of tea. I would rather Barbara's just not there. And you'll see why in the midst of the episode, if you make it that far. Um, it's a lot to, to take in. I mean, I guess, I don't know. We just kind of went at it and that this is the result of that. So thank you for listening to it. Um, and hopefully next episode will be uh, a much more positive experience about the things that I love. Um, but you know, the frustration comes from things you love that you, you just want to be good and you don't want to have these ongoing talks about like, why are we still including this in such and such media when, you know, it's just really, it's a conversation that has to keep happening, but it's a tiring and frustrating one. So if you've managed to even get through this part of it where I'm over explaining it, good for you. Continue on, dear friend, and uh, come back for more next time.
my god, it's amazing. You need to watch it. No, season season one is is really insane just because I I mean it's not like we haven't seen anthology fiction before or police procedure or whatever. But I mean it's just it's like it's all really like the story and then McConaughey and Harrelson. I mean it's it's really ridiculous how much it's just those three elements and then you're just like, I will follow you anywhere, sir. <laughs> so. Captain, my captain. Oh, yes, Captain, my captain. Like, where you go, I shall follow. <laughs> the se- I mean, the second season is, it's a little, it's slower. I mean, it doesn't have the same, like, a supernatural bent sure. that season one supposedly had, or may, I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, it's interesting. So it, it gets intense, and you're like, okay. I'm on board, and then the next episode is just really, like, boring as shit, and you're just like, God damn it! <laughs> yeah. Somebody solve a goddamn crime around here. <laughs> Nobody wants to solve crime. Oh, so passe. It's like, I've seen too much Law & Order. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, that's, that's what Law & Order does. They solve crime. I've been spoiled with, you know, procedurals where things get done. Unless you watch Special Victims Unit, and then and then they solve crimes, and you just feel terrible and dirty by the end of all of it. Oh my god, I can't even imagine someone just marathoning that show. I mean, because, like, <laughs> USA would, I don't know if they do this anymore, but they would just show blocks of, of SVU. Like, it was really just SVU. <laughs> I know, I remember that, like, back in the days of having, like, a cable, like, an actual cable box and, like, going through the menu. Mm-hmm. Like, the TV guy and just, like... SVU. 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 What happens if we skip ahead five hours? All SVU. Yeah. Great. Awesome. Well, it was like certain, like, I remember that because they would, they would like create a marathon out of the most loosely tied together themes. Like one of them was Olivia's hair changed over time. (laughs) I'm not even kidding. Like they went, she went from really super short to, oh, now it's a bit longer. It's like, and we'll have a marathon chronicling the uh, growing out of her hair. It's just like, wow. Any excuse to play Law and Order, apparently. It's like they had a moment where they decided to, like, pull a page out of, like, Dragon Ball Z. It's like, <laughs> we're just gonna spend episodes over mundane shit because we need filler. Yeah, it's kind of, yeah, when I used to watch Bleach a lot, you, you could always tell when the filler arc happened. Uh, oh god, I couldn't watch them. It was like as soon as I like started watching it and realized what it was, I was like, "Nope, all of the nope, I'm out." <laughs> I stuck with it for quite a while, and then I think they did a reset because they had gotten to the end, you know, of what they had, and they just they had nowhere else to go. Oh yeah, like I finally finished like up to where they have ended the anime, mm-hmm. which was with like Ichigo's like final Benkai and. Like, all this shit. The manga goes even further beyond that. And I was like, why aren't they animating it? <laughs> like, you end up apparently discovering in the manga that Ichigo's mother was a Quincy. And so he just gets his, like, suddenly like, oh, well, I have Quincy powers now. So I just realized this. <laughs> like, what right? The- I was just like, wow. He goes from, I'm completely useless and will die, to... I have Quincy powers and now I'm useful again. <laughs> it's kind of like in Yu-Gi-Oh when they would reveal whatever this card does after another thing happens. It's like, shouldn't you people already know this? Like, if they are <laughs> trading cards, 
I mean, but then it's it really kind of defeats the purpose of trading cards because there's only individual unique cards. Right. <laughs> so right. no right. one like, knows what anything. Like his dad, it just slipped his mind to be like, oh yeah, by the by, your <laughs> mom was a Quincy. Like, like thanks, dad. Thanks for filling me in on that one. <laughs> Did his sisters? I, I mean, I knew the I know the one sister like had kind of like she could see things or whatever. Well, it was like she kind of was like Ichigo, like she could see spirits, because he had the two sisters, one was like really good at soccer, the other one was like a really girly oh, yeah. girl, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, they never like took that any further, other than like, she has enough like, ability to like, sense, like she could, she could sense like, different souls and spirits and stuff, mm-hmm. but like, they never took it farther, like, oh, hey, my sister's a Quincy! Oh, God! Why is that happening? Yeah, it's like he's got two sisters. Do you think one of them would manifest the Quincy powers? Right. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know how Quincy powers work. Um, I don't. I, don't. Uh, I, I also, I'm just stoked that they did, like, that the creator for Dragon Ball Z, like, totally came back and was like, we're gonna, we're gonna do, like, a, a new lineup, new series within Dragon Ball Z. And we're just gonna forget that GT ever existed for, for the world forget about it it didn't happen it's not part of this universe and I'm like yeah I can do that I've been doing that for years now like you don't have to coax me on it I, I don't th- yeah I don't think that concept is ever new to anyone who's like into a series because you know there's always like a season that we all kind of you know um you know, we, we all have an understanding we all agree that certain things did and did not happen <laughs> Like, I think a lot of people want to think that about Legend of Korra, too. Like, I think season two was a little, like, eh, but we'll forgive it because we got season three and four, so. Right. Right. (laughs) Though it would be interesting to go back and watch the entire series now, just to see, like, maybe it all works together. (laughs) Like, there was a plan the whole time, we just didn't know. That's kind of what I did. I think it was really funny, because I tried to get Christine into The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Because I love The Walking Dead. And it's not that I love The Walking Dead. Like, there are still characters that I'm very much attached to. And I really love watching their character growth. Mm-hmm. But more than anything, it's I watch The Walking Dead to see how much further the crazy train is going to go off the rails. <laughs> with Rick Grimes making bad decisions. Oh my god. For everybody. Like, that is the most entertaining thing to watch me. I'm just like, like it'll be like... We have to fight them. And I'll be like, you really don't. But yeah. you're going to. You're going to make everybody fight them. And then your people, like, you're going to lose one minimum. One minimum. Mm-hmm. Likely two of your own. Possibly a black guy. Thing. But, you know, let's let's go for it. Let's see where this goes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, yeah, like, I, I'm surprised I stuck with Walking Dead as long. I mean, I'm still with it. But after, during season two, I was so tempted to drop it. I was just like, I... Season two is such a hard fucking season to watch. Because, yeah. like, there's the initial elation of season one where it's just like everything's interesting all the time because you don't really know these characters. And so you're just like, okay, that guy's a dick, but he's Rick's friend. But he was fucking Rick's wife. Yeah. But now Rick's back. Okay, how's that gonna work? Like, did, did you ever read follow the... all of that? And then, like, season two, it's just like, you're all imbeciles. Like, yeah. why is anybody listening to Rick? It's <laughs> like, like, why is anyone listening to anybody, quite frankly? Right? It's like, I mean, it, it really, like, when the, the zombie well happened, 
I I was just about to go. I was just like, this is the stupidest fucking thing I have ever seen on television. And I've seen a lot of stupid <laughs> fucking things. I mean, I watch reality TV every once in a while. But this, right. it's like someone had to write this and it had to be approved. And then they filmed it and no one was sitting around going, hey, you know how we're having them do this? This is a stupid idea. Like, on the level of competence that a normal human being would have, this is by far showing our characters to be idiots. Like, beyond all measure. (laughs) Oh, it just, it it was like it was testing my patience, like how much I could actually tolerate. And I'm not even a, I'm not even a zombie person. Like I I don't find that kind of fiction. It's not like it's not my thing. You know, yeah. my dystopias are much more like the Mad Max types or something like that. Yeah. Um. But you know, I read the comics, so I wanted to see like how faithful they were going to be or how not so faithful they were going to be. <laughs> oh, I know, and that's and that's the killer. Is like as comics readers, we always have to do that. It doesn't matter how terrible anybody ever says like this. It's bad. It's like it's that sense that we need to be able to claim that we saw it so that we can be righteously well it's like we need the justification for dropping it you know that's the thing because i mean there's a lot of great shit out there but there's also a lot of really stupid shit there is so much stupid shit i mean Um, i i find i mean i dropped gotham i'm just like i don't care about this stupid fucking show oh yeah no i stopped it after like episodes i was like i can't i just i can't this is killing me i thought i was gonna make it to the season finale i stopped like three episodes before the season finale because i was just like i'm i'm so like you and and i know with like the san diego comic-con panel they were like they had a thing and they're talking about new characters blah blah it's just like you guys do not understand Batman. you don't understand the world he comes from you don't understand the character or the villains at all, except for maybe Penguin. <laughs> See, and more than anything, I just felt like, like even outside of Batman, I was just like, like by episode three, I was like, who cares about Jim fucking Gordon? <laughs> Jim fucking Gordon isn't even a cool character in the comics until like years after he's known Batman, because mm-hmm. then like eventually, like Batman trusts him n- enough to be like Jim. Wayne. Yeah. And Jim's just like, I kind of figured that out. Yeah. I am a detective. Like, but that's and what... it's like, great, okay. He knows who the vigilante is and he doesn't give a shit because he gets the job done and he's trying to help make Gotham safer and he has more means to do it than Jim has in the entirety of the fucking Gotham PD. Because it's still corrupt as fuck. Oh, like, yeah. It's just, it's so, like, trying to make Gordon, like, so, like, such an important character in this show, like, and them going to these lengths to do it. And and in the process, you know, the whole, like, the Wayne murder, which never, like, seemed to go anywhere, was just like, well, this is a reason so that Jim is blah, blah, blah. It's like, but you didn't do anything with it. Right. And then I I think at the the end of the season, like, Bruce and Alfred discover a door to a cave in the house. Oh, Jesus, fuck It's like, no. you're taking away all the things that make Bruce interesting as a character. Even as a kid, like, he's still a fascinating character. Well, yeah. <laughs> like, 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 ugh. Oh, 
Like you're you're just you're paining me so much. Like I'm just like ah, it's just why? I was pained when I had to read that recap because I was like, well, I, I just want to see like how it ended, and then when I read that, I was like, fuck you, Gotham, just fuck you. Like, and then there's what like Fox does Fox shits on our dreams. Uh, it was Carl Urban earlier last year, uh, and now it's Gotham just being horrifically bad, um, and Fox just going. Yeah, no, we renewed it. We're, we're going to give it another season. Like, no! <laughs> like, well, it's like, okay, like, even the rumors that I'm hearing of, of other, of, like, characters, like, they're going to have, um, it's not Huntress, it's Tigress. They're going to have her show up, and she's going to be sporting a bullwhip and all that stuff. It's like, okay, you're clearly trying to give, you know, Selena a mentor, even though she seems to already be Catwoman. <laughs> it's just like... And then they're going to have, um, oh god, this kid who was maybe or maybe not playing a young Joker, you know, the, the kid who would become Joker in this episode that also had the Flying Graysons in it. Um, and Jim Gordon is essentially the reason why John and Mary Grayson get married. It's like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh I wonder if he was there on the night of conception for Dick Grayson. <laughs> right? Like, we're just going to, we're going to involve him in, in, like, everybody's stories. Like, yeah. he was part of the reason everybody joins Team Batman. Uh, like, oh, uh, no. Uh, and, then, and then there's, like, I think the other the other thing, yeah, the, the so the kid who was who was playing, you know, quote-unquote Joker, uh, he teased a photo of himself. Yeah, and he's just, it's basically, like, all but confirming that he's the young, jo- you know, he'll become the Joker eventually if this show even makes it past its second season. Um, but it's just, like, I don't fucking care about the Joker's origins. That is not interesting at all. Right. <laughs> like, right. Uh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just gonna kill it. Just kill it all. <laughs> burn it with fire. <laughs> just burn the place down. We're giving up, guys. We're just packing it in. We're going uh, home. <laughs> that's just. Uh, it's, uh. it's so depressing, especially because I mean. I mean, I, I don't know what the ratings are for this show, but there does seem to be a lot of people who are like, it's just stupid fun. It's like, no, it's just stupid. That's what it is. This, this, These people don't have any respect for the actual material, because if they did, they would have made Gotham Central. Right, <laughs> like, right. That's uh, an interesting show. Did you see Stephen Mel's new Green Arrow costume? I did. I even saw the intro that he gave at Comic-Con. I just, I just watched that, like, right after we got home. Like, mm-hmm. I was going through my Facebook, and I caught that, and I watched it, and I was just like, Oh, Stephen Amell! <laughs> Why are you so good at this? Why are you a perfect human being? <laughs> right. It's like, it's like in, in light of everything that's terrible about Gotham, all I have to do to feel better is be like, Arrow's pretty good. I'm really oh, happy with Arrow. Arrow <laughs> and The Flash, like, everything I'm hearing about, like, both shows, like, they're gonna have Mr. Terrific on Arrow, um, and they're making him gay, which, great, um, fine, yes. I don't care. Uh, and, uh, was it on Flash? They're gonna bring in Zoom, and Jay Garrick is confirmed, and they're gonna have Wally West. Like, yay! <laughs> I know, well, they even tease the whole, like, Wally West thing with, like, the end of, of this season. Mm-hmm. Um, which was so good. Like, the whole, like, Wally West helmet, like, king, and, like, the other guy. Oh, no, like, that's Jay. that's not good. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, that's Jay Garrick's helmet. Yeah, okay. yeah, that's the that's the Golden Age Flash helmet. I always confuse them, but yeah. There's a lot of speedsters, it's okay. Like, right? <laughs> like, like, suddenly, like, I know, like, I've been the guy who's just, like, the Flash, and then, like, somebody goes, yeah, but there's the Speed Force, and I'm like, the Speed Force is the concept. Like, my buddy Paul, God mm. bless him, 
Paul decided to like talk to me about that when he go one day because he was like, "Well, the Speed Force that's like that's like all of those guys, right?" And I was like, "No, no, 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 no. The Speed Force is a concept. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's this world between worlds that is gives them the ability to like traverse time mm-hmm. because of how fast they travel." Yeah, and he was just like, "Oh." And I was like, yeah, no, like, like all of these characters, like they're from different time periods, different eras, different, like, like God, different universes. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's insane. So good. And and that's the thing, like, cause you wouldn't have thought when Arrow started that this is where we were going to end up. No, I have, I, I never would have expected it to blow up into suddenly the CW is just the DC comics channel. Yeah, <laughs> I, I never would have expected that. Oh man! And then I mean, I haven't seen any of the stuff for Supergirl, but it's it's looking. I mean, so far it seems to be doing pretty well in terms of the. They showed the pilot at at San Diego, so I've been hearing positive things so far. So I hope so. I really hope so. Because um, yeah, I mean, any anytime super anything is mentioned, Supergirl, Superman, Superboy, Superdog, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Like, anything in that wheelhouse, I'm always just like, uh, number one, let's not have another Smallville. Yeah. Like, let's just skip that, please. Number just... two, you need to make the character relatable. And I think Supergirl has a better chance of that than Clark Kent. Mm-hmm. Just because Clark, like, everybody knows Superman. They know Superman's story. I think less people know about, uh, is it... Is it Zor-El? Uh, Kara Zor-El. Kara Zor-El. Um, less people know anything about her, other like like other than like she's related to Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, most people make the like cognitive like issue of like, oh, so she's like another Kryptonian. So now he's got like a girlfriend thing. It's like no, that's his cousin. No, that no, no, work. no, no. <laughs> please, um, please don't. <laughs> right. And so, and so I think. I think she'll have a more relatable contrast because she is younger than Clark. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like, I mean, she's, she's basically, you know, like a teenager kind of thing. Like, and this is a new world and she's just kind of thrust into it when she gets here. Mm-hmm. And I think that'll make her a lot more relatable than I think, uh, you know, Clark ever was like Clark. It's just, I don't know how to choose between humanity or my alien nature. It's like, God, just shut your face. Like, just stop. And see, that's what, I mean, that's the thing that bugs me too. Cause I mean, I'm not a big Superman like reader or anything like that, but yeah. I respect the character and there have been some amazingly well done books about Superman. Yeah. It's just like, cause I don't know what's going on in the, in the comics right now because he's apparently shaved his head and he doesn't have full power. He's not fully powered up anymore. Like, he can't fly. He's riding around on a motorcycle, sporting jeans and a t-shirt like Superboy. <laughs> so, so, bald James Dean Superman? Like, what? Basically, what's happening? I don't know, because that's what troubles me. Is like, every time I've seen a book where they try to make Clark or Superman more human, quote-unquote, they make him more alien. It, it always seems like when they go that route, it's so the antithesis of what they were intending. Yeah. And well, it's like the only Superman books I've enjoyed after they did the new 52 reboot mm-hmm. are the Earth-1 books that they, they've been doing as like a separate side thing. Yeah. Um, 
those have been great. Like I've I've enjoyed the stories with Superman because they really humanize Superman. Because they go down the whole like they go down that whole road of he understands that he's alien. Mm-hmm. He understands that he has these powers. The problem he doesn't know that he wants to be a savior. That he wants to help people. Mm-hmm. Like why should he? Why can't he just live a normal life? Like why is that something he's not like like he he shouldn't be allowed to do? Well, and, and I think that, and, and I mean, it just, it becomes a relatable thing, too, because, you know, he's like, everyone's telling me I can do great things, which I think every teenager kind of has in their head, like, you have your parents, you have teachers, you have, you know, people are saying, like, you are capable of something great, you know, if you apply yourself, and so in a lot of ways, Clark is embodying that he just has bigger powers. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, and just... And that was the thing, like, when I was, did you, I mean, I assume you watched the Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice court I case. I <laughs> did. I did. I actually talked to JP about it last night. Oh, did me you? And him, me and him were playing Destiny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're playing on PlayStation. He's like, hey, how's it going? And I was just like, oh, it's going. He's like, have, have you seen the new uh, the new Superman Bat- v-, v Batman trailer? And I was like, uh, there's a new trailer? And he went, <laughs> yeah, they just released one at Comic-Con. And, uh, and for him, he was just like, you give it gives me more hope. Like, <laughs> like, like not a lot. Like, I mean, it gave me more and I'm, I'm more excited about the movie now. Mm-hmm. Um, but still kind of like, God, I really hope this is good. And yeah. he was just like, you really should check it out. So we had a period where we had like 15 minutes where we weren't like doing whatever on the game. So I like pulled it up and I watched it. And like, I told, I told Christine, I was like, it is better because it's actual shots of Batman and Superman doing things rather than just shots of Batman and Superman looking at things looking at each other. <laughs> like that was the worst trailer like just cold staring each other or cold staring a wall or whatever. <laughs> I was like yeah this does not have me on the edge of my seat folks. Like, I'm sorry. And Bruce is just staring at a wall. It's like, Alfred, what was I doing again? Like staring at the wall, sir. Like, oh yeah, yeah, brooding. Right. Batman. <laughs> I was so like i watched the trailer and jp was just like because i was just before i saw the trailer i was telling him i was like all i want i was like i was like i want all i want is i want batman to beat the shit out of superman like not into submission not into defeat just enough that superman knows like i'm super but there's this billionaire playboy fucker who could kick my ass if if like, he just so has to go to extensive likes. Like, so I was like, so one, I can look at my best friend in the eyes in the movie theater and rub it in his face, loud and proud, so much that I might actually get kicked out of the theater. I was just like, that's what I hope for. I was like, or the opposite will happen, and Superman will utterly pummel Batman. And my buddy Paul will rub it in my face, to which I will punch him in the face <laughs> and get kicked out of the theater. So either way, you're getting kicked out of a movie theater over the the p- probable Schrodinger's cat of uh, <laughs> Superman and Batman probably getting a few punches in individually right. on each other, but right. never quite settling that score. <laughs> right, right. Well, and here's the best part is JP goes, see, I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. I think I think they're gonna fight. I think I think they'll definitely fight. Mm-hmm. But I, what I think is gonna happen is I think Wonder Woman is gonna jump into the middle of it and 
kind of slap both of them and be and just like like no, <laughs> you are not allowed. <laughs> no. No, that can't happen. Then I watched the trailer. I was like, "Shit, that is totally what's gonna happen. I am gonna get robbed of this." <laughs> My sweet, sweet revenge. Damn it! <laughs> and then you're gonna be like, "Screw you, Wonder Woman!" And then Christine is gonna punch you, and you're gonna be asked out of the theater. <laughs> uh, uh, and then the whole time, I'm just gonna sit there and just and just seethe in anger at at. What's his name? The director. Oh, Snyder, yeah. Snyder, just be like, fuck you, Snyder. You promised me things. Fuck you. I was promised ass kicking, and I received none of it, sir. (laughs) Therefore, Uh, I will say good day to you. (laughs) I mean, I did like the fact that they showed, like, so much more. Like, I do like how Affleck looks in the bat suit. Oh, yeah. Um, he looks good he looks out of the bat suit. suit. What? <laughs> he looks good out of the bat suit. He does look good out of the bat. He's a good looking guy. He is. Um, but he, I mean, he looks good in the suit. Um, I'm really curious as to like the iteration of Batman's voice. Like, because all I've really gotten for a Batman voice out of any of those trailers was the like mechanically modulated voice, mm-hmm. which I assume only comes when he's in the mech suit. Because <laughs> I was like, if. If he's using a voiceover overlay for his voice this whole movie, like, fuck it. Like, what the hell? Like, why are we going the arrow route of things but with a shittier box for a voice? Like, why are we doing that? Yeah, that that is going to be interesting when he's actually, like, in the regular Batman suit. And, I mean, because obviously, like... I him... don't want Christian Bale growl. Like, I don't want the... <gasps> like Batman. I'm so angry. Like, I don't want that to happen. I really don't. Mostly because I think back to like to, to the man, the mm-hmm. legend, the only voice of Batman. I think of him, and I go, all he ever did was lower his voice, like register, mm-hmm. like when he was voicing as Bruce Wayne. He like he used still his voice, but like in a lighter like register, mm-hmm. and then like doing the animated voice like under the cowl. Yeah, like all he did was lower his voice register. I don't understand why, like, actors have been like, no, I have to change my voice. Like, no, you don't. He's Batman. Nobody gives a shit. Nobody will recognize his voice. Although Ben Affleck does have a recognizable chin, so I'm pretty sure. Right? (laughs) They'll just be like, Bruce, like, you're Batman? Like, how'd you know? Well, your chin's pretty damn distinguished. (laughs) I mean, I would have to be, like, Lois Lane levels of stupid to not notice that you're Batman. Oh, my God. Like, but, worlds of stupid levels. To, like, uh, not realize anything. Like, that's what, like, kills me, is, like, in any of these universes, like, like, there's the heroes who are, like, out. They're like, oh, yeah, no, I, I, I'm a hero. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's what I do. Yeah. Um, you know, like, Hal Jordan. Like, it's really hard to not really notice who Hal Jordan is. Mm-hmm. There's not really much that changes other than suit. And what always, and I don't know if they ever covered this, they probably did, I mean, it's been a long time since I read a Green Lantern comic, um, but, because with Hal, I think in his hometown of Coast City, they all know he's Green Lantern. Yes. Yeah. Yes. As, far, as far as I know, that's always been the trend. I don't know if that got reset with the new 52 or not. I know in some um, of the cartoons, they made it seem like he was disguising himself, and that no one knew who he was, but... I, well, and that's the thing is, like, it went forward with all of the other human Green Lanterns that ended up coming up after Hal Jordan. 
Like, yeah. everybody knew who they were. Fuck, one of them was, like, a football star. Like, Oh, yeah, guy. <laughs> yeah, it was just like, oh, okay, whatever. Um, so, yeah. Guess, it, guess the Green Lanterns are just regular Joes with a nice piece of jewelry, so. Right, right. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, but, yeah, because, the, the, I mean, I like the trailer. I, I thought it was, yeah, leaps and bounds better than the, the teaser. I mean, it was a teaser. What are you going to do? Yeah. Um, it's just... So, watching that and the super seriousness, once again, of how important this battle and what he owes to the Earth, which, once again, we're seeing that the Kents are just kind of assholes. <laughs> like, I find that more disturbing than anything else. Like, having to deal with Pa Kent be like, hey, why don't you just let a bus of kids die? Um, like, should have let them drown so nobody knows what you are. Like, wow, thanks for morality. Oh, how did he develop any sense of morality when his parents clearly don't have it? Like, did your father take you out to, like, hunt a deer at some point and, like, made you kill it with your bare hands so you understood that with great power comes a lot of fear and loathing and you don't want to be a part of it? Like, is that what happened? Like... It's such a, I mean, I was actually talking to my mom about this today because I was, I was visiting and we were just talking about Comic-Con in general and I was, I mean, it just, it always stems back to Man of Steel because it's the, it's the keystone or cornerstone or whatever of this new universe, the cinematic universe. It's just like, it's such a terrible foundation (laughs) because they don't even really, I mean, you don't even really know who Clark Kent is by the end, because they did such a shitty job of setting up any sense of his moral code, ethics, uh, even the Boy Scout image. I mean, there was just nothing other than, I saved a couple people, and then I destroyed a lot of shit. Well, even the way that movie ends, like, Mm -hmm. it's it's very, like, he's very, like, like, I don't know, egotistical almost? Because, like, it's like the military's, you know, like, got their test drone or whatever, and he's just like, bam! And it's just kind of like, so what, now you're just Earth police? Like, fucking, you control everything? And like, you know, and, and he really kind of says so, like, I'm here to protect people. Like, A, why'd you destroy our million-dollar drone? Without permission. You didn't even say fucking shit. You just did it, and then you dumped it at our feet. Mm-hmm. And nobody, all we know about you is you just destroyed a whole fucking city with a bunch of other crazy people that were your people. It destroyed the fucking city. Like, you're not building trust here in well, any way, shape, and, or form. And even in the midst of that, when he's like, you're trying to find out where I hang my cape or whatever, and he's, the throughout the entire movie, he's not subtle about where he grew up. Like, where he lives, who he is. Like, when he's saying things like, I'm 33, I grew up in Kansas. It's like, you know what? He crashed into the Kent family farm and stuck around while cops were there and was running up like he really gave a shit about that place. Odds are if you had anybody with any iota or modicum of, you know, sense or logic, they'd be like, um, sir, I think I'm just going off the top of my head here, but I think Superman might be Clark Kent. I did some digging. I would just love it if, like, the question showed up and was like, yeah, I did your work for you. Here, he's Clark Kent. God. It's just, it's so, like, ridiculous how no one put it all together. I know. Well, and that's why I'm, like, nervous about this trailer, because part of me is just, like, I want it to be really good, but there's little pieces of elements in that trailer that go, I feel like they're going to have too much shit. 
Like, just mm-hmm. too many plot devices and twists, like, trying to mash it together. Because there's even, like, these scenes where they're talking about Batman the Masked Vigilante, and nobody knows who he is, but he uses extreme measures. And I was like, so wait, are we origin storing Batman at the same time? Like, oh, you what saw. Is happening? You saw Jeffrey Dean Morgan playing, you know, Pa Wayne as he gets gunned down in an alley. <laughs> right? I was just like, oh, no. No. <laughs> I'm hoping. Why? Here's the thing. I really just hope it's a quick flash because just like, hey, here's a reminder. Um, Bruce Wayne's parents were, you know, gunned down in an alley. <laughs> just letting you know. Um, and and that's like, I loved. I actually really like the Wonder Woman stuff when um just because I don't know if she's actually getting shot back by Superman or something. Uh, but when she hits that concrete wall and there's just that look on her face, like, oh, you did not just do that to me. <laughs> like, right. like, I love that. And I love how the, the, the bracelets make like a huge ass explosion. <laughs> um, yeah. Cause that was interesting. I mean, at least, at least it's interesting and yeah. I'm kind of, uh, I liked Jesse Eisenberg. Like what he was, he looks kind of like a young, what young Gene Hackman would have been, you know? Yeah. He reminds before me of hair that. Loss. Yeah, before hair loss. Like, I like how his hair is extreme. Like, we all know Lex Luthor, bald as fuck. Oh, like, yeah. Like, cue ball, you can wax that shit. Like, <laughs> we know that's Lex Luthor. And then, like, they're, like, it's like Snyder went the total opposite. Like, he's bald in the comics, mm-hmm. so he gets all the hair well, in I, this movie. I, he's... <laughs> like, I was like, what is happening on his head? Oh, he's gonna shave. They said he's gonna shave it, so he'll uh, he'll be bald probably by the, well, because they showed the kryptonite, so kryptonite's gonna yeah. be a thing. And in some iterations of the comics, he loses his hair because of exposure to crypt, you know the kryptonite radiation. So nice. God, I because I, so. I really wanted Metallo to be like the the secondary villain or something like that, because that sure. oh would be so cool because it just ties in with all the crypt. I mean, I'm. I'm kind of curious how they explain kryptonite because it's not like Clark came in with pieces of his planet. Like, yeah. He, uh, well, yeah, like, how, A, how do we get kryptonite? B, how do we find out Superman weakness? Yeah. It's like, I'm still jazzed that it's there and that it's likely to be Superman weakness because Paul was raving about that in the first goddamn movie. It's just like, dude, it was so awesome because, like, none of that kryptonite bullshit or anything. <laughs> like, he was just a powerhouse and i was like but you can't just have a powerhouse like <laughs> <coughs> hero- oh. Ooh. <coughs> heroes need to have a weakness they have to he's like yeah batman's weakness is he's mortal and i'm like well yeah there's that but that's not batman's weakness he's like, also super determined to the extent that he would almost sacrifice everyone he cares about to solve the exactly, problem of exactly. crime <laughs> like, which is something you like really in in the game, like oh my god, like Batman Arkham Knight, that game's so good. Is it so good? I was oh talking to my, my cousins about it, and they were they were telling me things like it's, you know stuff that I wasn't too happy with, just mostly because it's like Robin and Batgirl are in a relationship, but it's Tim Drake Robin. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. that made little or no sense to me. Like no, 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 no. <laughs> like, um. Well, yeah, there's like some plot holes from like last Batman uh, game that Rocksteady did mm-hmm. up to this one where it's like wait what so, wait <laughs> when did what when did that happen it's like um, so there's, there's, there's a few of those mm-hmm. but it, overall it's not terrible uh, 
um, I like a lot of the different like story elements they did. Yeah, because uh, I saw the ending online. They just kind of like posted it, and I was like, eh, "I'm probably never gonna play this game, so why the fuck right. not?" Um, are we? Oh, by the are we recording? Yeah, I've been recording the whole time. Oh, I assumed. Okay. Um, I just like. I'm I don't know what's gonna happen with this. But sure. <laughs> recording it. Yeah, you know, whatever. Um, no, so like, so Batman Arkham Knight, like. Uh, I mean, for me, for listeners, like, it's one of those, like, if you're a gamer and you love Batman, like, you gotta play this game. Mm-hmm. Like, you gotta get your hands on it. Um, it's the third chapter in the Rocksteady series of games. So to clarify that, back, Batman Arkham Asylum, mm-hmm. Rocksteady. Batman Arkham City, Rocksteady. Batman Arkham Origins, a shameful disappointment made by Warner Brothers. <laughs> Studios, and then Batman Arkham Knight, Rocksteady, yet again, phenomenal. But you can tell, I mean, like, and I do like the fact, like, Rocksteady, clearly in probably some sort of agreement with Warner Brothers, they kept a lot of elements um, from Batman Arkham Origins in terms of the story Mm -hmm. um, as part of the game. There's a couple of mechanical elements that they kept, too, um, but nothing, like, super, super major. Um, The game looks amazing they're, they're, uh, like, the the visuals have always i mean for someone who doesn't you know play video games but has seen a lot of like the um the interstitial stuff uh it's just gorgeous i mean it's oh, really yeah. well done well and this was one of those like i mean so much of the advertising that went behind this game was like you know be the batman <laughs> it was like i want to be the batman it's like yes you've uh, tapped into every childhood fantasy you've ever had right and oh my god like you really do. Like this game makes you really feel like you're you're being Batman in the way you control him and the way you go to combat. Um, I felt like combat both in Predator mode. So Predator mode is like you Batman comes in. Uh, Batman's in a room. I'm just assume when you say Predator mode, all I'm thinking is get to the chopper. <laughs> right. Basically, like short of you know Batman like making clicking sounds and being completely <laughs> invisible, it's it almost. Oh, um, only come on! Oh my God, I'd play the crap out of that Predator game, please. Like, let's put Predator in Batman's universe. Oh my God, could you imagine that crap? <laughs> um, so, so in Predator mode, Batman enters a room, and there are X amount of bad guys mm-hmm. um, in this room. And so, like, one of the best parts of these, of, of, especially in this game, is, like, the running dialogue that happens. Like, there's a lot of running dialogue from the these henchmen, like, mm-hmm. just wandering around. Um, they react when you frighten them. So, I mean, you could, like, and you get an ability later on in the game that allows Batman to use, uh, like, to copy a voice. So he's got a, devo- uh, a device, and, like, you hone in on the right pitch, and then, like, it's locked in forever. And so you can uh, emulate, like, the Arkham Knight's voice, mm-hmm. and you can tell a guy with it, like, hey, go check that out. And so he'll, like, wander, like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so he'll, like, wander over, and then you pull out your little, like, remote hacking tool, and you blow up the generator that you just told him to go check out. Oh and it knocks him out, right? Which, the best part, like, I, I just recently read an article about, like, the physics of, like, the actual physical damage Batman would do to a person is he really actually not killing people. And, like, this doctor is just like, no, that would most likely lead to death if he wasn't, like, yeah, like, if he didn't get to a hospital right 
thing about Batman is that there's always this, I mean, there's this unspoken rule, yes, that Batman does not kill, but the amount of maiming and just general injuries that he, he causes to other people, it's like, he's had to have inadvertently killed several people, right. if not well, like, hundreds. So, like, they talk about the fact, that, so in the game, one of the biggest uh, features, well, let me, let me go back to Predator mode really mm-hmm. quick. Yeah. So, so you go through Predator mode, and like, Batman has like, x-ray vision like that you can use in the game where you can see where enemies are and you can get like readings on like how afraid of you they are, where their heart rate is. <laughs> um, like, it's like all this detailed information that if you were Batman, he might be using, but as the player, I'm like, I don't care how afraid they are. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna beat the snot out of all these guys. Um, the object of predator mode obviously is to like, be Batman and like taking down enemies silently mm. um, and not being caught. Run silent, um, run deep, run away. Right. <laughs> so, so it's a lot of like me like sneaking behind a guy, choke holding him until he passes out, <laughs> and bat grappling to another rafter to wait for his buddies to find him and be like, It's the Batman! He's here! <laughs> Keep your eyes open! And I'm like, You're not gonna find me. <laughs> like, um, and so the game does, like, a really phenomenal job with that. Um, even open combat, open hand-to-hand combat, uh, even smoother than prior games. Like, the combo, like, the free-flow combo system in this is even more refined, even better. Like, I didn't think they could make it better, but they did. Wow. Um, it flows really well. Uh, I, I've been one of those players, like, never very good at using, like, bat gadgets mm-hmm. during combat. Um, like, occasionally I could get, like, a couple batarangs off, and that was it. And, like, this game, like, I don't know why. It just flowed so much smoother. And it's, so it's either my prior experience, um, or they just really made it better, which I feel like that's what happened, not me being... Is this the, the last game through Rocksteady for Batman? This is the last Batman game from Rocksteady. That's what's been said. Mm. Um, there's some rumors out there. And there's been a couple of leaked screenshots for what looks like a possible Superman game. Ooh. And if any, and I'm really confident that if any studio could actually do a Superman game and do it well, it would be Rocksteady. Like these guys seem to have the idea of what's uh, like, especially with like Batman, of like what makes that game a Batman game. Like they really took in the elements of like what makes Batman. Batman, outside of, like, his backstory, like, in terms of how he combats uh, criminals and things like, like, what makes him Batman? What makes him a terrifying aspect mm-hmm. for these people? And they incorporated really great elements. I can't wait to see it. I was going to mention is, like, in this game, one of the new features is you get the Batmobile, or Ooh. should I call it the Bat-Tank? Yes. That's what it is. It's a goddamn tank that happens to drive like a car once in a while. I probably spent more time in tank mode, like, than anything. But there's these random instances as you're, like, squealing through the streets of Gotham, um, through the Rumbler, or the Tumbler, because that's really what it is. It's it's Christian Bale's Tumbler. Okay. Um, <laughs> And, I mean, you take out everything. Like, you can plow through pylons, bridge supports. Like, it doesn't matter. You can destroy the city. Like, that, um, that car is indestructible. My God. Oh, yeah. Well, and then on top of it all, it's electrified. So, if you... So, there are random occurrences where I would, like, go over a hill. And this is an instance of where 
did Batman really not kill that guy? <laughs> so you go over a hill, not only do you smash down onto some poor hapless henchman just running around the street, oh, God. but he gets electrified with who knows how many volts of electricity simultaneously. <laughs> and you just go about your business, and it's just like, I don't kill people. I'm like, you just hit him at like 80 miles an hour and shock the fuck out of him. If he's not dead, he's He's gonna be. Like, like you have enough training where your hands have to be legally registered as weapons. <laughs> like, you, that's, that's always the thing where it's just like, whenever they're, again, whenever they're talking about, like, Batman doesn't kill, it's like, yeah, but he has a lot of ways to do it. Like, yeah, right? it's not just about subduing criminals. I think sometimes he uses excessive force. Right, that's never excessive. Well, like, excessive point, excessive force, right? Mm-hmm. So... In the game, there's this point where you're trying to you're chasing down the Arkham the Arkham Knight, and you think he's in this uh, APC vehicle. So in the Bat Tank, you fucking take down this this APC and disable it. So you know, guy crawls out of the APC, <laughs> and so as Batman, you go and you interrogate him. So Batman like pins him to the ground with his foot, and he's just you know because he finds out like this guy isn't the Arkham Knight. He's got this voice modulator that made him sound like the Arkham Knight. Mm-hmm. And so he, like, takes the modulator, because, you know, we're going to use that later, because I'm Batman. Yeah, duh. Um, and then he, like, foot, you know, like, pins this guy with his foot to the ground, and he's just like, the Arkham Knight, where is he? Right? And so, and so the guy's like, I'm not telling you anything. And he's just like, you might want to reconsider that. And so suddenly he, like, dials up on, you know, his back cuff. <laughs> Because you can remotely control the Batmobile as well. Well, of course you um, can. So, like, brings it over, like, and just, like, has this guy pinned, and you get to interrogate him by threatening to run over his face <laughs> oh with God. the wheel of the Batmobile. And so this guy's just, like, screaming, and, like, he lets off, and he's just like, still don't know anything? I'm like, oh, Batman, you're so this game is basically uh, encouraging sadomasochism. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's pretty great. Um, like I said, there's some great story elements that come into the game. Um, as far as, like, the, like, Scarecrow, they really made Scarecrow um, such a fantastic character. Does he still um, have the needles in his fingers, or? Well, they're not in his fingers. Or, or right, so, like, like, gloves. I thought that the same thing when I first saw images of him, and, like, I was just like, what? Um, it's like, so he's got a glove. Mm-hmm. And it's like a uh, like a setup that goes over his hand. Okay. Um, so that's what so I meant to say. I didn't use of his hand. It's just these needles that are, he's he's got like the Wolverine thing. No, I on, that that's what I meant to say. It wasn't. Yeah, yeah. I figured yeah. he would. He hadn't gone that far. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, and the whole premise is so in Batman Arkham City, um, Scarecrow gets like fucked up. Like he ends up being left. Uh, like he ends up in a fire because of Batman <laughs> and he gets like horribly burned. So rather than, you know, I don't know, find somebody who's a qualified surgeon and like, I don't know, terrify them into like, fix my face. He just decides to do it himself. Cause you know, he's a doctor, well, not yeah. that kind of doctor, but a doctor. nonetheless. Doctor is really a general term, right? So he's like graft on the burlap sack that he normally wears. And then the like, gas mask like fixtures like he's crafted all of that onto his face so that just is his face now in this game that can't be sanitary (laughs) right and so uh like clearly like which does a great job of establishing like if you didn't think he was crazy before Mm -hmm. now you know (laughs) 
Arkham, Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, like, never mentioned any real bad characters. Like, there was Oracle, but that was it. Like, mm-hmm. we knew that, um, um, god damn it, which Robin is it in this one? Uh, uh, Tim, Tim Drake. Tim Drake. Like, we knew Tim Drake was Robin from Batman Arkham City, so it was just like, oh, okay, um, great, you know, uh, Grayson's still, you know, doing the Nightwing thing, mm-hmm. um, uh, up in Bloodhaven and all that. Of course he is. And so, like, they did a really good job of, like, you knowing who these characters are prior to this game, except Arkham Knight, and that's what, like, Batman spends pretty much the majority, like, like, 80% of this game trying to figure out is who the fuck is this guy he's got alfred going through everything he's like initially it's just like go through all of the records at arkham for, for arkham asylum anybody who is there mm-hmm. um you know because i could have a lot of enemies and it's just like no it's not you could you do you, yeah. have, a, you have a lot it's of pretty enemies. much all of arkham asylum and a good portion of gotham <laughs> right and so he like and periodically throughout the game like alfred just like well master bruce i don't like, there's nothing. I have nothing. I don't know who this person is. And he's like, damn it, Alfred, I need a name. <laughs> it's like, don't yell at Alfred. He's doing everything he can. You know how frustrated Batman is when he yells at Alfred. That's just proving a point. <laughs> right. So, so, of course, like, later down the road, um, one, one key aspect, uh, spoilers if people haven't played this game. Mm. Um, so one key thing that ends up coming into play, and, and nobody... A lot of people, I don't think, notice it at the end of Arkham City. So, in the end of Arkham City, the Joker dies mm-hmm. um, due to this toxin um, that he he created to make basically make himself into like the Super Joker. Yeah, um, <laughs> like all roided out and just amazing. Joker uh, smash. And so, well, he Batman got injected with this stuff, um, and then what nobody realizes is like he never cured himself at the end of Arkham City like he didn't get a cure because the cure was like destroyed mm-hmm. um like the or, or what cure there was left like everybody else was fine just this little bit to save Batman like nope destroyed um, <laughs> and so people like I think conveniently forgot about it and that ends up playing a really major role in this movie or not movie in this game um it should be a movie it mm-hmm. was good um and so Joker is, like, he's slowly becoming Joker due to the contamination of this blood. And so, like, throughout the game at some point, you start seeing Joker. Like, he's sitting there like a figment of Batman's mind, mm-hmm. just, like, shooting the shit with him. <laughs> um, and he's just, like, and, and he's telling him, you know, like, how, you know, it's it, it's going to be so great. That's like, we're the new dynamic duo. It's going to be wonderful and like and just and batman of course never responds because everybody around him would be like bruce you okay (laughs) like hey bats yeah it's just a little too much time underground i think (laughs) right well and you come to find out like there's four other victims who are exposed to joker's blood that they're you're seeing that effect like they're turning into the joker like the whole nine like they they have the whatever weird uh disease joker had that made Joker, Joker. I don't think I he had a, it wasn't a disease so much as he what fell into a vat of acid, basically. <laughs> well, uh, it's it's like uh, Jakob something or another. 
God damn it, I yeah, can't okay. remember it. Anyways, um, so so like they they all have all like intense versions of this as well, mm-hmm. um, and they're all changing except for like this one old guy, um, which is really weird. Like it's got Batman floor. He's just like he was exposed, but there's he, he's not changing. I don't I don't know why, but he's the key to this. Mm-hmm. Um, all the while, Jim Gordon going Batman. You can't just detain people against their will. And I'm like, he's Batman. <laughs> yes, he can. Are you going to tell him no? Really? Um, Think about it, Jim. <laughs> and so and so there's the whole thing with Oracle. Um, like, she stays in the city. Like, the city's been evacuated, but of course she works for Batman. So she's in the clock tower in Gotham yep. um, doing what Oracle does. Uh, being, you know, computer nerdy and retrieving information and telling Batman all of the things. It's what she um, does, man. <laughs> and, and Tim Drake is still, like, sitting back in another bat cave. <laughs> That's the only thing I can describe this place as. It's like, Batman's just like, I have hidey holes all over the city where I just have constant access to the bat computer. Like, Wayne Tower, Gotham Tower, the Clock Tower. He's got a <laughs> fetish for towers. A lot of towers. I'm sensing a theme here. Right? Um, <laughs> And the whole time, like, Tim Drake's just like, let me help, Bruce. Like, I can do something out there. I can help. And he's like, no, you need to work on finding the cure. Otherwise, this will be way worse. (laughs) And, like, and nobody understands why it'll be way worse except for Bruce because he knows he's changing. And if suddenly the Joker is alive in Batman body, that's going to be a problem for a lot of people. Well, maybe if he actually, like, revealed some of this to the people who he's supposed to trust. Right. And, like, God forbid, like, he can't, like, he, and you spend the whole game, like, not telling anybody. And it's really funny because at points, like, the Joker keeps pointing this out. He's just like, you know. Um, like, at one point, like, in the game, um, Scarecrow gets his hands on Barbara. Mm-hmm. He kidnaps her. And Bruce, like, flips out. Like and, like, Joker's just like, you know, um, I can't wait for you to tell Jim that he's got her and that it's all your fault. <laughs> this is going to be great. <laughs> and, and it's just like, oh, my God. Um, and so, of course, like, eventually he does. And Jim Gordon punches Batman in the face, which I was like, Bold move, Jim Gordon. Move. <laughs> well played. Points. <laughs> and so, and so, like, eventually they start flashing back because eventually we were coming around to this. Oh yeah. <laughs> they start flashing back to Oracle and kind of what happened. Yeah. In that whole series of story, like the whole like death in the fa- death in the family. Um, the killing joke, like, mm-hmm. all of that, like, series of shit Joker did. Because he's, he's a horrible individual. Yeah, that's, um, that's pretty much but, true. I don't think you need to actually, like, prove it over and over again. Right, right, yeah. It's just like, no, he kills people. We got it. He's a bad person. Yeah. That's, we're, okay. Um, and so they start touching on that. Now, the game does it really briefly, for the most part. Because, again, we're going back to, like, Bruce's psychosis, and Bruce blames himself a lot mm-hmm. for what happened because he feels like being being Bruce he feels as he does like I should have been there to do something and it's just like this was literally beyond your control mm-hmm. like how could you know Joker was going to be like you know I should go after Team Batman 
because that would fuck with Batman. Like, how could you know that? <laughs> right? Well, and his whole reason for targeting Barbara is because he knows that she's Jim Gordon's daughter. It's, it has yeah, nothing to do yeah, with Batman, no really. Yeah, he had no idea who she was. And, like, he says that. Like, uh, you know, so they show the scene where, like, he shows up, like, like Hawaiian shirt, yeah. all cap and shorts, you know, like, pizza, bang, shoots Barbara. And, uh, you know, you and, and he comes in, takes some photos. And, like, that's that. Like, mm-hmm. they run over, uh, you know, kind of uh, his guilt. And, like, one of the things that's uh, you end up doing, like, uh, an effect that they do in the scene is, like, you look down as Batman. Like, you look down at Barbara. And then, like, you turn around. And instead of the door where the Joker came into the apartment, it's just a solid wall now. Mm. And written in big red ink across it, it says, this is what happens when your friends get involved or when you involve your friends. Which is something, again, the Joker wasn't aware. This is Batman psychosis getting yeah. to him. And so, and so, and then, and like, that's it. And then there's a whole scene later where Joker's just like, like, Scarecrow figured out who she was and that she worked for Batman. And he, and like, and Joker's sitting there with Batman, like, how did he know? Like, how did he find, like, I didn't even know she worked for you. That was just an accident. Like, seriously. <laughs> I was aiming for her head. Oh, my um, God. And it's, and it's so, like, it's it's so nonchalant and off the cuff that it's, like, it's funny, but it's, like, what is wrong with you? Well, a number of things. <laughs> well, so many things. Um, and so later on in the game, the game comes back to, uh, and, th- and this is where we start getting the kind of the reveal uh, of who, the Arkham Knight is because you you start really putting pieces of the puzzle together, and they start showing the scenes of where Joker was torturing Jason Todd, uh, mm-hmm. um, and it's like brief glimpses of that torture where it was you know he beat the ever loving hell out of him, um, crowbars and and the whole nine, um, the branding of the J on his face and everything, mm-hmm. and then. And then there's the whole, like, and then they show the fi- the finality of that as this flashback to Bruce where, you know, it's the Joker, like, recording everything on camera. And he's just like, you know, who's, and who's, who's to blame for this? Who's at fault? And Tim's just like, Batman. Because he never asked Tim to give Batman's identity. He just wanted to break Bruce. He Are you talking about this. Tim or Jason? Or Jason, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Jason Todd. Um, I, I keep mixing up names. Um, but the whole, like, like he wanted to break Jason and and have Bruce... And, like, the last thing he says is, like, see, now he's mine. Yeah. I've made him mine, and he's not yours anymore. I've broken him. I have control of him. And then just, bam, off and shoots him. And, like, oh, great, okay, death of Jason Todd. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, like, slowly, like, everything starts coming together. And they did, like, that part of it as far as the reveal of the Arkham Knight, um, Joker's reaction to that, like, like, you know, telling Bruce, like, oh, you didn't know! <laughs> um, like, they did really, really well. But, the, I, 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 again, per, like, the small conversation we had yesterday, there are certain elements of that that, understandably, like, this was going back to the Arkham, the Arkham games from Rocksteady are outside of the new 52 generation. Mm-hmm. There was not, like, any part of them rebooting it, they were actually originally um, in 
concept with just Arkham Asylum. They were playing off of the old like storyline that existed out there. Oh yeah, um, yeah. And so they were just carrying this on. Like this wasn't new concept or anything that they wanted to to do differently. They wanted to do that, but kind of tell the story in their own unique way. Um, as far as like how how the Red Hood ends up coming about. Yeah, and uh, I mean, because I mean, really, the when we were talking yesterday or you know a couple of days ago. Because in light of San Diego Comic-Con, uh, one of the many pieces of news that came out from DC Comics is that uh, Bruce Tim, who, you know, made the uh, Batman the Animated Series, Superman, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, all that stuff, um, he's been coming back to do a lot of these um, animated movies again. And I think he was promoting Justice League Gods and Monsters, I think is what it's called. And it's like an alternate reality where Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman are all kind of, they're three different people, or something like that. And it's, like, supposed to be darker, and, you know, whatever. There's, you know, that kind of yeah. shit. Uh, and the next movie that they announced is The Killing Joke. Which, <coughs> sorry. Uh, which, I mean, I, 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 I'm so tired. I'm so tired of this conversation, you know? The, it's, <laughs> It's like, I don't get the obsession with this particular story. I mean, other than the fact that it's the possible origin of the Joker, I mean, it's not even really a definitive origin of the Joker. But, I mean, for anyone who doesn't know what this this story is about, um, <laughs> I mean, basically, I mean, for, for women readers especially... The, the biggest problem with it is obviously when the Joker shoots Barbara, takes pictures of her after stripping her naked, and it is heavily implied that he raped her. Um, and uses those photos to uh, torture Jim Gordon because he's trying to prove a point to Batman that the only thing separating a guy like Jim from a guy like the Joker is one really shitty day. Um, which his definition of a shitty day and my definition of a shitty day, very different. Right, right? like, that's not a shitty day. Like, that's a horrible life event. Like, exactly. And I mean... Like, that's trauma and therapy forever. That's not just a bad day. Exactly. I mean, and it's, I mean, it obviously means more in the context, and, and, and Joker even kind of goes into, into great depth, not great depth, but he... He uses Batman also as an example. He's like, what happened to you? It's like, what happened that made you into this? You know, it's he's trying to make that connection. Um, and, and that's, I mean, the stuff where it's just the Joker and Batman, fine. It's whatever. It's Alan Moore. But the stuff with Barbara is infuriating, especially in this day and age. Because, um, I mean, I don't, I don't know if you know the terms fridging and sexy lamp. Okay, so basically, what we have are two two terms that were uh, basically they were come up with by from uh, Gail Simone and Kelly Sue DeConnick, uh, respectively. So Gail Simone's definition of fridging is basically when a female character is killed, hurt, or just generally maimed, all for the purposes of furthering a male character story. And uh, obviously, in the Killing Joke, we have a textbook case of that. Uh, Barbara Gordon is shot, uh, humiliated, sexually assaulted, all so that Joker can get back at her father and at Batman. At no point does Barbara do anything in this story other than get shot and then tell Batman while she's in the hospital, like, 
he, you know, he did it. He killed me. He shot me. Blah, blah, blah. Um, those are the only scenes she has in this book. Um, the term sexy lamp coined by, uh, Kelly Sue is basically the idea that if you replaced a female character, um, metaphorically, because I've had people that be like, well, if a sexy lamp was in place, I would notice, like, shut, shut the fuck up. You know exactly what I'm talking about. If you replaced a female character with a sexy lamp and it has no bearing or impact on the story, then she is useless. Like, and Barbara is the same case here. She's a sexy lamp. She, at no point through her own actions, her own agency, affects anything that has to do with the story. Um, she is just a pawn and, and you know what, that that's sickening because it's essentially DC gave Alan Moore the green light to torture this character for the purposes of furthering three other male characters story. Yeah. Um, and then we always get the, uh, or not we, but I, whenever I make any kind of complaint about it, get the whole like, well, she becomes Oracle. It's like, well, she doesn't become Oracle in the killing joke. Because well, no, she doesn't become Oracle because of that event. Like It's it's her way of coping eventually. I mean, the thing yeah. is, if you put it in context of when the, the comics actually came out, um, so this is the eighties, uh, the killing joke happens and then Barbara wasn't in the comics for like almost a year. Like it was almost like she just disappeared, and then it was um, God, I think it was Detective Comics when um, Oracle Oracle starts showing up, but they don't reveal that it's Barbara for some time because the writers were trying to figure out how to salvage this because DC decided to keep it an editorial. They made a decision from a book that is ostensibly an, uh, an alternate universe. It's an Elseworlds tale because it's it, basically Batman kills the Joker at the end of it. So it's called The Killing Joke. Um, so the fact that they kept it in the canon uh, is infuriating because we keep coming back to this fucking story as part of Barbara's back background because, God forbid, we just sweep it under the rug. Well, well and, and they erase other elements in that, too. Like, yeah. it's, not, it's not just, like, we kept this canon. Um, like, the Joker is still a prevalent character in the same universe now in in the new 52 world and everything like mm-hmm. with the whole reboot like joker's still around batman didn't kill him but this event still happened like yeah it doesn't add up like there's just the, like so so now we just don't even get the the we, we we don't get what was ostensibly moore's way of going but revenge is had like we don't even get that much like that small semblance of anything yeah like it's just like oh it happened and everybody just moved on and and then the thing is also in the new 52 continuity which by the way at during the reboot they could have easily gotten rid of the killing joke they 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 could have invalidated it they could have said well um she's she's batgirl we don't need to have anything else prior to that you know um, but in the in the canon of the New 52, she was still shot. Um, they don't go into the fact that, you know, she was probably raped or whatever, but um, what was it? Uh, she's, she's shot, but she doesn't become Oracle after that. So they, uh, because of the condensed timeline. 
So she was basically recovering for the from the time that she was shot to the time that she becomes ba- she returns to being Batgirl in the the first issue of the New Fifty Two for Batgirl. So they didn't even let her be Oracle. They let her be shot and maimed and everything, but they wouldn't even give her that uh, because of editorial and everything. And and even the. Um, the new writers, the new the new team on Batgirl have tried so hard to get as far away from the killing joke as they possibly can. Like, yes, she was shot and paralyzed, and that's still going to be a part of her character, but they try not to reference it a lot, you know? Because <laughs> it's, like, yeah. it's not necessary. We get it. We know what happened. Like, but DC seems to be so intent on legitimizing this story. Like, above all, I mean, I, I, I don't understand the extreme passion for this particular book. I mean, other than maybe it's just because people are not happy with it that they feel the need to push back. I don't get it. It's so infuriating. Oh, <laughs> uh, so infuriating that I need to help, need to laugh at it. Um or yeah. else I will cry. Uh, but <laughs> but and the thing is with it's even more disappointing to me that Bruce Tim is going to be doing this because I love Bruce Tim. I got to meet him at Comic-Con. Um, Susan Eisenberg actually introduced me to him. So one, the voice of Wonder Woman introduced me to the guy who created the Justice League cartoon, uh, which so cool. And he seems like a really nice guy. He's just really shy and everything. But it's just like I like Mister Mister Tim. If I could address you for like two seconds here, um, everyone else get out of the room. Like, like just Bruce Tim. If I can call you Bruce Bruce, um, please just write Barbara out of the killing joke, if you're so intent on doing this animated movie, please take her out. I guarantee you nothing about the story changes. Like, absolutely nothing. If you need to torture Jim Gordon because that's your thing or what what needs to happen, fine. But please don't put Barbara in it because she literally has so little to do. It's kind of insulting. Like, it, uh, the end. Love, Sam. <laughs> I'm I'm not even kidding. Like I'm it's 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 like what would I rather? She's written out and then I don't have to see any of that, which to be honest, I'm probably not going to watch this one anyway. I saw the book. That's it. That's all I need. Um it's like she's either written out and so she's just not even in this in the story or she's in it and I have to, you know, if I if I was watching it, have to sit through what would be very uncomfortable, you know. Because with these animated movies, they seem to be going, they seem to be trying to push it as far as they can go. And that's, I feel like it's almost a step too far now. Um, where, yeah, because they, they have to keep the, like, the key, because it's animated. Like, because they've never established, these are, like, these are specifically animated for with adults in mind. Like, this isn't Archer, this isn't uh, robot chicken things mm-hmm. happening. Like, they, they, there's still, like, stories, and they're supposed to be in a sense, serious enough that that us as adults can watch these and go, you know, I still enjoy it. Yeah. But kids could watch these and go, that was really cool. Like, that's the concept behind these animated flicks. Yeah. And if they push that envelope too far, not only are they going to receive the ire of fans, they're going to receive the ire of parents. Like, yeah. you're going to get some really pissed off parents out there. Well, and they started really pushing the uh, the PG-13 thing because um, Justice League War, which is an adaptation of the first Justice League arc from the New 52, 
Which, I didn't even like that arc to begin with, and the movie isn't really that great anyway. No. I was was let down with it. Yeah, but I was... So, I mean, it's towards the very end. I mean, other than the fact that they think it's okay to just call uh, Wonder Woman a whore... Um, and, you know, the, you know, it's excessive violence, but, you know, it's cartoons and comics. What are you going to get? Um, it's when Cyborg says shit at the, you know, towards the end or whatever. I mean, and it's just thrown out there like it's okay. It's like, seriously, this is an animated movie. And I get that it's PG-13 and you want to, like, show how edgy you are. But that's just bad writing. Like, you have to make Cyborg who other than Shazam, is pretty much the youngest member of, of, of the team. He's a teenager, and he's just... Uh, is he a teenager? Or maybe he's college. Whatever. Anyway. He, he's young. Yeah, he's young. And he's and he's just like, three, two, one, and he's like, shit. Like, what is that? Like, really? I mean, I'm... I'm I promise you I'm not a prude, or I'm not, like, um, against swearing. I do plenty of it. But it's like, I can't show that movie to my nephew. Like, my five-year-old nephew can't watch this thing that has Batman in it, who is a character he loves. Um, and, and, you know, if I were to show that to him and towards the end, like, oh, we got to skip over Cyborg in this part. Da, 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 da. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, and, and, and it's very obvious. Like, they, like you said, they're pushing that direction. There's the new, uh, like, the new Justice League monsters or something like that. Yeah, gods and monsters, yeah. Gods and monsters. Like, I've caught a couple of the, like, little animated shorts, mm-hmm. and it's graphic. Oh, yeah. Like, it's way graphic, um, which would, like, wasn't something I was necessarily expecting. Um, but again, like, it leaves me going, like, what is the target audience here? Like, are you specifically trying to pander your movies? Because everything, everything before, up to, like, what, what you've mentioned, like, everything before that, totally kid-friendly for the most part. Like, yeah. I would have no problem showing that to my nieces. Mm-hmm. But, like, this, like, there's no way. Like, there's no way. Yeah. Um, you know, like, <coughs> and, and it's, it's like, what's the target audience? Like, what are you going for? Because I feel like there's a lot of mixed messaging as far as what it is they want that audience to be. And... Like, they keep jumping back and forth between, like, well, we want kids to be able to watch this, but we really want adults to be able to watch this, too. Like, mm-hmm. you can't have... You can have both. But you have to do it... You, you, you gotta keep it classy if you're gonna do that. Like, yeah, there, there's a go. lot of, like, animated movies that, I mean, have managed to be adult and kid-friendly at the same time. Disney's been doing it for years. Right. <laughs> like, and, and they've had, I mean... I don't know if it's excessive violence, but they've gotten away with some shit sometimes. I mean, they scarred all of us in our childhood, so... I mean, yeah. all the power to them. Don Bluth did a bang-up job. I mean, uh, but yeah, it just feels like Warner Brothers and DC Comics don't don't quite understand where the, the... I guess the subtlety of that line is, where you can still have clever writing and get away with a few things, you know, without having to be like, we totes killed that guy, yo, and then shit, motherfucker, shit, shit, shit. It's just like, it, it's almost like teenagers trying to see where their boundaries are. And it's like, you're a company. You shouldn't have to be testing the boundaries of good taste in a, you know, in a, in an animated movie. It's just, I don't, I don't yeah, I don't know who they're making these for. Uh, well, no, I, I think I have a good idea who they're making them for, but they're certainly not for me and mine. Um, yeah. 
And and that's what's really disappointing is because DC's also been having this, you know, a, I don't want to say it's been a hard time for them, but it's their decisions have been poorly reflecting lately on women and minorities, um, you know, uh, the LGBTQ plus community. Uh, I mean, and they started making some strides forward. Like they've been announcing new creators, new miniseries, all that kind of stuff. And especially for little girls, um, you know, there's been this huge thing where merchandise is still made for, for young boys. Um, and they finally like released this thing where they have like a, it's like a Supergirls thing for, uh, or I don't think it was Supergirls, but it's like a heroes for, for young girls thing for ages, you know, like five to 12, something like that, or eight to 12, whatever. And, and that's like, that's great. I mean, you're giving, uh, you're, you're creating a space where girls can feel like, you know, these superheroes are also meant for me. You know, yeah. um, it sucks that we have to distinguish between girl and boy, but, you know, I'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt with this. Right. Um, and then it's like right after that, you and you're going to announce that your next animated movie is one where the only female hero in it is tortured. Right. <laughs> like, what is who in marketing, first of all, is going like, guys, maybe this isn't the best idea. Um. It's just, it's so mind-boggling. And then there was this guy on Twitter who I've, I've since muted because I couldn't stand the the amount of, like, oh, man, you know, if, if things don't go your way because, you know, DC doesn't do what you want, why don't you just not watch? It's like, that's really not the point of this. Um, it's a moot point that I'm going to watch the killing yeah. joke. Um, yeah, well, it's like, sir, like, that's not the point of anything ever. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it, it's one thing if, like, it's produced, like, it's one thing if, if somebody goes, have you ever seen Robot Chicken? And oh, I go, yeah. no, what's that about? And they go, well, it's kind of an adult-based thing where they make fun of, like, a, a lot of your childhood kind of tropes and stuff with, like, Thundercats and, you know, uh, comic book characters. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, But it's all, like, adult humor. Like, that would be one thing. I have the expectation, and I go, oh, okay. And I could watch it, and I could go, God, that is not my adult humor. That's yeah. not what I expected. <laughs> I'm just not going to watch that anymore. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. But at the point where we have had a set precedent in the past of what is expected from from DC animations mm-hmm. and anything else, like you can't you can't make the argument of like, well, if you just don't like what they're doing, like just don't don't watch it or don't read it. Like, no. Like, why why should I as a fan? or hundreds of thousands of other people who are fans be alienated into not wanting to watch your hero or read your comic anymore because you made a bad fucking decision. Yeah. And it's, it's also the idea that, um, it's the validation of a story like this. It's saying like, yep, we're, we're on board with this story and you know, what's going to be a big part of it joker torturing people um it's it's just and i remember he was uh, he was putting something else on twitter where he was just like she you know it's basically the oracle argument all over again it's like she becomes oracle she strives above blah 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 isn't that heroic like again not the point like the point is you have female uh viewers readers who uh especially right now where batgirl is a huge seller amongst young women like so huge after the redesign and all that kind of stuff. Like, it is important that these new readers that DC is so adamant about getting also have the um, 
the other uh, mediums for which they can enjoy this character. And if you put out a movie that says Batgirl is in it, and what happens is young girls will see that, they'll want to watch it, because first of all, cartoon, second of all, Batgirl. And they watch it with their parents, who maybe don't know what's actually happening, because I doubt they're going to put that in the description. Um, And it gets to that scene, because... I mean, if you're going to be a purist about it, they're going to have to put it in, I suppose. I guess. I wish they wouldn't, but they probably will. And if you get to that, then it becomes an entirely different conversation. Like, this is not about celebrating Batgirl. This is not about her even becoming Oracle, because that won't happen at the end of the book, the end of the movie. I guarantee you that. Um, Because if the next movie that came after this was maybe, like, Rise of Oracle or something, then... I mean, I'm not saying I would be okay with Barbara still being in the killing joke, but at least it would be some kind of step in the right direction where they're like, hey, guess what? We really want to talk about Oracle now, you know? Right. Um, but that's not what's going to happen because they've already figured out the next, you know, three movies they're doing and it's going to be Killing Joke and then some movie that's like introducing Batwoman into the uh, animated universe or some such thing and then some other original Batman story. I mean, it's really Batman heavy. Um, which isn't surprising, but it's like, there's no talk about Oracle in this. There, uh, this is likely not to happen. So guess what? That's an entire section of the audience who you say you want to be involved in this, you know, who you, you want to capture as new readers, new viewers, everything. And you immediately are putting out a product that is going to piss off a lot of people if they don't already know. Right. Well, yeah, they're, they're going to repeat animated form mm-hmm. what they already succeeded in with that book yeah. like they're just gonna rehash the whole scenario and situation with fans yep and and we've already had this conversation before when the um joker variants came out for his 75th anniversary um dc comics publications on the batgirl variant cover was the killing was basically the killing joke where the joker um, has his arm around Batgirl. He has already drawn, like, it It looks like a bloody smile on her face. She looks terrified, and he's pointing a gun at her head. Um, and that was quickly met with a lot of uh, disgust and people being like, this is grotesque. It doesn't fit the tone of the book it's being a variant for. Because that matters. Like, I, I mean, a lot of people think like, well, it's just art. You know, you're just encouraging censorship. Like, no, it's about the context. It's about what book are you buying when you look at a cover. And I don't know if you've read any of the new Batgirl, the the, the newest iteration of her. Um, but it is a much lighter in tone, um, a, a lot more all ages aspect, which has gotten a lot of women and young girls into reading it. Again, the audiences that they're talking about that they want. And so when this variant was stuck on the, um, was announced or shown or whatever, the the team behind Batgirl now, uh, which is uh, Brendan Fletcher, Cameron Stewart, and Babs Tarr, they were like, no, we don't want this. We didn't, you know, they don't have any control over variants, so they didn't ask for it. It was DC, um, an editorial or some, whoever the hell's in charge of that aspect of it. You know, they requested that the artist Raphael Albuquerque do do a drawing homaging uh, or honoring or whatever you want to call it, um, the killing joke. And that's what he came up with. And they wanted him to actually go darker with it. And it's already pretty fucking dark. Um, and so the, the Batgirl team basically asked them to, to take it off. They didn't want it. It's like 
that should have been a clear, clear understanding between DC and Batgirl, you know, in terms of the audience that it attracts. This is not going to be a movie for anyone but the, I guess, I want to say, uh, 8 to oh, 25-year-old you know, men, and then all of the, you know, 35 to 55 year old, you know, men who read The Killing Joke in the 80s and are like, it's important, it means something. <laughs> it's like, that's the only people I can think that this isn't, this is made for. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's, obviously it's not me. I ain't gonna watch it. <laughs> right, well, and, and that's just it is. I mean, and, and this is something like, even in the game, in the video game universe, like, we deal with this so much where... Mm-hmm. If you, have, if you have established a villain is a terrible individual through multiple other acts, through the history of that villain, murder, mayhem, destruction, <laughs> killing of, of children. Like, I mean, if you establish, like, this is a horrible character, there is never, ever the necessity to use rape as a plot device to further a storyline, yeah. period. It's just, it, it's, it's never needed. It's never needed. Like, this is the same fucking reason in Game of Thrones, <laughs> this season, mm-hmm. last season, like, people flipped <coughs> the fuck out because mm-hmm. it's not okay. And, like, and, and, and even if you're a diehard comics fan, like, more power to you, and I respect the fact that you respect artists and their interpretations of things, but even artists need to understand, like, this isn't censorship, like, it's, it's, it's business. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's business, and if you want to forward your business, if you want to forward your art, if you want to forward your craft, people aren't going to respond well to these things. Yeah. Period. They're just not. They're not. And to sit there, like, and, and I mean, and that's, that's the reason, I guess, like, with the whole variant cover, like, I felt like, I felt like, because didn't they pull the cover? Yeah, they have, um, <clears throat> after the back, the Batgirl team asked for it to be taken, uh, down, and then even the artist, Raphael Albuquerque, he, he conceded to that. He was like, the, the team for Batgirl doesn't want it. Um, so I, I, and then he asked DC to take it down. So after I think he said whatever, they, they finally took it away. Yeah. So, so I mean, it's one of those where, (coughs) again, awesome. I'm really glad they made the call and they decided to go a smarter route with that. Mm -hmm. But even, even with that, like that call shouldn't have had to be made. Like it shouldn't have come down to that. It should have been DC going to him and being like, Hey, we want to do something with, uh, we're doing all these Joker variants. We want to pick, you know, we want a thing of Barbara, like kicking the Joker's ass maybe because all the other variants for the different books with the Joker on them, uh, there was never this sense of fear and terror on them. It was a sense of good fun. Uh, people just kind of kicking his ass or just, just some kind of play off of it instead of the back roll one, which is, like I said, it's grotesque. It's just so uncomfortable to look at. And if I was a person buying single issues and saw that cover, I mean, especially if I was new to comics, I don't think I would ever pick that up. Right. Well, and it's, it, yeah, I mean, we can't say it enough. We really can't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just, like, like, 
there's so many things like, and it, and it does like in the whole like, well, you know, the art, the, the Oracle argument, I don't even buy into. And like, I, and that's the thing is like, I'm, I'm not a rabid Batgirl fan as much as I am a rabid Batman fan. Mm-hmm. And understandably, she is part of team Batman in so many ways as Batgirl. Mm-hmm. But, but again, Barbara Gordon is her own character. She's her own universe. And, and it's one of those like, for her to become Oracle, that event, as said, doesn't need to happen. Yeah. You could literally do any other number of things that would result in the same end effect of Barbara Gordon becomes paralyzed, Barbara Gordon can't be Batgirl anymore, <laughs> Barbara Gordon finds a way to deal with that struggle as being the Oracle. And it could happen in a dozen different ways. Yeah. Like, all of which ending in her paralysis, but not in this way. Like, yeah, it's like, absolutely not. Fuck, she could get, like, you know, chased down in a car crash or something like that. At least, you know, make her, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, it's so, the fact that she's not an active participant in any of this. Like, she just opens the door, gets shot, and then it's just like, well, yeah. then the Joker does what he does, and that's like, it. Like, she could, you could give her cancer, for fuck's sake. Like, <laughs> like she gets spinal cancer. It's like, <laughs> we have to operate. And it all goes wrong. Like, you can do these things. Yeah. I don't, uh, I don't know. I don't, and, and that's the thing, is like, I'm really glad that the game industry, as far as, like, in video games, when they're pushing stories for any multitude of characters, that so far, and hopefully forever and always, <laughs> won't become a thing. Like, because it, it doesn't need to be. And so far, I think writers have really understood that. Um, I'm really interested to see Batman: Arkham Knight is getting a DLC actually here in just a couple of days. That is Batgirl DLC. So it's like pre-story Batgirl. Um, They did say very specifically, because a lot of people were like, so is this like her as Batgirl and the events leading up to like the storyline of the killing joke? And they, and Rocksteady said very specifically, no, Mm. this DLC will have nothing to do with that piece of story. Like this is just... Essentially, it's a hearkening back to the days of when Barbara Gordon was Batgirl. That's that's what they said this is going to be. Um, so hopefully, fingers crossed, it's really good. Uh, those DLCs so far have been really short. Like, uh, release with the game came uh, Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. And all it was, was it was her... Um, it was pre like bat like like the whole scenario because the game opens up with Batman find like going to find Poison Ivy, mm-hmm. so it was like just before all of that. Like I, uh, uh, Harley uh, breaks Ivy out of Bloodhaven um, to to like you know to to join up with all of the other uh, villains to talk about the bringing down of the Batman. Of course, um, they all get so, together uh, and they just have a powwow. I was like, how are we going to stop Batman? Well, and they did something really interesting with Harley that, like, again, I, I don't know her story as far as her comic um, and, and, like, how all that follows, but something they did that I thought was really interesting in the game is, so as a character, like, all the characters have abilities, and it's like, you're trying to make them slightly comparable to Batman, but not, like, on the same, like, elite level. Mm-hmm. So she has what's known as psychosis mode. <laughs> so, right? so when you go into psychosis mode it's really interesting because you'll find like writing on walls mm. um, different phrases different things because this is all like you know post joker's death so she's really really upset that joker that, that mr j is gone 
Um, and she completely holds Batman responsible. And so anything that will bring down Batman, she's all about. Um, and so she, at one point, there's something, there, there's some sort of action that you do. And you hear this voice in the background. And it's, it's the doctor inside of her. Like, it's, it's that rational person. Mm-hmm. Like, they made it out like she very much, like, suffers from some sort of, like, personality disorder. Like, like there's Harleen Quinzel somewhere in there going, like, because like, she's really, it's a scene where she's remembering Mr. J. And it's, har- like, Harleen going, it's not always easy to let somebody in. And sometimes mm-hmm. this is how your heart can break. And then, like, she just, like, disregards it and, like, and, and, and keeps moving forward as Harley. So okay. it was a really interesting concept. I was like, huh, I've never, hmm. I thought she just went crazy for the crazy guy. Like, Yeah. No, um, and I, I like that they're um, at least putting that thought into it. Like, I, it, it makes me actually feel really good that the Batgirl DLC is, it's just a Batgirl adventure. You know, it's not, yeah. it's not like, okay, now we're leading up to the killing joke. Y'all know what's coming now. Oh my god, because that's the thing, is like, if it's all a lie, like, yeah, I'll, I, I'll have a lot of anger for that, because <laughs> it'll be like, like, why are we rehashing this, and why do we need to do it in a video game form? Like, like the format has al- already followed, comic, rehash in a comic, like, rehash in a, a in a soon-to-be cartoon format, like, like, we've, this discussion has been had too many times, it's been redone too many times like what the fuck (laughs) yeah i mean it it just goes into it's it's the same conversation about um you know who's the audience and who are you trying to keep you know as your audience because things like this like these books yeah i get it at at the time when they were written they were big deals and everything but you know it's not the 80s anymore i mean i know that on some level i think dc comics would really like it to be the 80s again (laughs) Because <laughs> right. they they had a lot more like awesome books, I suppose, or whatever. But it's just kind of like, guys, you, we, I gotta believe y'all are better than this. Like, I really want to because these are the characters that I love the most. I mean, I like Marvel, but these are the characters I grew up with, and yeah. you're making it really hard for me to want to stick around with them sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what can you do? I, I guess record things like this and then put them out there and <laughs> wait for people to be like, you're just complaining, bitch. <laughs> well, and you know, at the end of the day, sure, maybe, maybe, maybe we are. Maybe we're just complaining. But at the same time, like... This is catharsis. This is what this is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's like, I, I mean, and, and I've had my fair share of it in, in all kinds of things. I mean, it's, you know, not nearly as on a comparable level, but I mean, I do that with, like, Call of Duty, for God's sakes. When, like, a new one of those comes out, I'm like, this is horrible. Why? This is the worst Why? thing that anyone's ever done. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it's, there's, there, there's a lot of mediums in which comics are now being enjoyed. Like, so many mediums. It's yeah. no longer, like, comic books are the only way this all goes. Nope. Now it's comics, TV, movies, 
cards, mm-hmm. tabletop games. Like, I mean, it's everywhere. Like, it like, doesn't ever end. Telegraph. The, uh... <laughs> Like, we're just going to bring back the old ways of doing things and then somehow find a way to enjoy comics there, too. Right. <laughs> Radio programs. Actually, we should just bring that back anyway. The, I I think that those old Superman serials are somewhere you can just, like, download them or whatever. They would almost be interesting to, like, listen to. <laughs> yeah. Like, look, up in the sky, it's a bird. <laughs> uh, I'm so tired now. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> Catharsis, and then, okay, I gotta go to bed. <laughs> right, right. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, we'll see what, what I eventually do with this. <laughs> Be like, guys, I just recorded an hour and a half of just going on about all things DC, but I don't know if I want to release it. Right. <laughs> it's like, don't yell at me, I hate all of you already. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but James, I, I appreciate you wanting to be here for all the complainingness so oh i'm i'm all about it like i'm i'm the guy who's just like huh somebody being rageful i could do that i could totally do that <laughs> so we all we always need to talk to somebody about something at some point so um i appreciate it and uh yeah get to talk uh, i mean i i really didn't know a lot about the arkham game either so hey i learned something new today too <laughs> yeah yeah again a phenomenal game like, if anybody's a fan of that game, like, they've got to play it. Um, they won't regret it for a second. I look forward to watching other people play it. <laughs> yeah, well, and again, always remember, I Twitch stream everything. Here's the problem with PlayStation and Twitch streaming, though, is this game has blocked videos. So, like, when the big reveal came of who the Arkham Knight was, yeah, nobody watching my Twitch could see it oh, like, at all. Like, the game just, like... Oh, we're gonna stop recording now. And I was like, "Son of a bitch! Like, why would people watch me play if they don't get to see the story?" Yeah, <laughs> and then you just like throw all the screens. And you're just like, "Screw you, game!" Right. <laughs> uh, well, uh, I guess for formality's sake, thank you, James. And where can people find you online? Um, they can follow me on Twitter at Roman on the Rocks. They can find me on Facebook. Roman on the Rocks, or my blog, Roman on the I'm sensing a theme here. Uh, maybe just a little. Just a tiny bit. Um, yes, and uh, uh, That Girl the Curls is on iTunes, finally, so... Uh, Yay! Yay! Uh, people can go there and uh, uh, f- find us. There's there's technically two, one when I used to be at Word of the Nerd, but go and find the one with the Medusa logo. That's me. That's all me. Um, and give stars, perhaps, uh, constructive criticism if you have it. Uh, <laughs> you can also follow me at darling underscore Sammy, S-A-M-M-Y on Twitter, and go to Facebook, uh, type in Maniacal Curls, and you will find uh, the page. You can like us, um, and also go to Maniacal Geek, uh, the site where I do most of my writings, and maybe just will hold off on writing about the killing joke at this point, since I've gotten all my, <laughs> I've gotten all the vitriol now, out now, so... There you go. Can focus on something more positive, which I really want to do. So, yay, Wonder Woman in a movie! Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but uh, thank you once again, James, and uh, good night, everybody.